1: You read the title of today's episode. And look, I hear you. All of you. And maybe this isn't exactly the best way to start convincing you otherwise, but I'm building a case here. Completely unqualified and with zero experience. But stick with me. And together, we might just strum a few of those heartstrings. Deal? Okay. First things first. Numbers. Numbers. 22 million, 21 million, and 8. Just a casual treble of numbers. Here's what they stand for. 21 million dollars, 21 million followers, and 8 years old. If you have a child, or if you've been in the proximity of a child recently, then you've no doubt heard of Ryan's Toy Reviews. Welcome to Ryan Toy Review. Ryan, an eight-year-old boy. Hi,
2: guys.
1: Okay, and his family, really, topped the list for YouTube's mm-hmm. highest earners of 2018. And he's mm-hmm. turned that success into exclusive toy lines for Walmart and even landed himself a Nickelodeon show. If you got yourself one of those little ones, and they could be bringing in Boku bucks, TV deals, and Zuckerberg funny money, Why wouldn't you be plastering their adorable faces on screens? Could be that you're not YouTube savvy. Or maybe you'd rather see these future star children do the work themselves. Maybe you need to talk with Alex. I'm Alexander Rossi.
3: I'll get to what Alex does in just a bit. I run the music, media arts, and rock star programs
1: for Star Education. (laughs) We're just going to jump right in there, are we? Alex is the founder of YouTube Star Camp. A summer camp for kids dedicated to helping them hone their social media skills and one day become the next big YouTube star. To clarify early on, Star is a bit dubious here. Star could be used as a famous YouTube personality, but it's also the name of Star Camps, the parent company that operates summer camps like this YouTube one and many others. Does that check out? Star, Famous, and Parent Company. So. Is YouTube the scourge of childhood? Is it the new children factory workers, save for the whole losing fingers and machines thing? Or maybe, I'm gonna say it, is it exactly what we, people, parents, and kids alike need? You're still not convinced. You know what, good, let's start the show. I'm Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work.
3: Now let's listen to them speak. About their jobs, which are quite unique. Weird work.
1: A lot of people sort of mentioned that, you know, oh, you're sort of like feeding these kids egos. Like maybe they're going to be egotistical. Like this is just encouraging them to spend more time on the internet and they're already spending too much time on the internet. For you, kind of how do you think about that? How do you respond to that type of criticism?
3: Um, well, in many ways... I can agree with that point of view. I, I sympathize
1: with it. Ah, oh, jeez, this whole convincing you thing really slided off the rails a bit quicker than I might have anticipated. Let's rally the troops. Kids, talk to me.
2: My name is Morgan and I'm eight years old. My name is Sienna, my nickname is Cece. That's what most of my friends call me and I am nine. I think I'm really good at doing skits, cause when I was like five, I did the only skits on my channel. And my sister always filmed them, and I was really cute. And I was all the characters. I'm like the EY stream when he does Minecraft videos. I've watched those. Yeah, I sort of like unboxing videos. I really like sis vs bro. They just do like slime videos. They also did uh, our cats pick our slime. It was really funny. Their cats got too many treats though. I thought that was also really funny.
3: For me, I thought this would be something I don't actually know that much about. I'm good with filmmaking. I've done all that stuff, I've studied it, but this is where filmmaking is going, and this is certainly where the kids are, so uh, I
1: said, okay, let's do it. So when you saw this, did you pick this camp?
2: Yeah, I was like, Mom, I need to do this, like, right now. <laughs> and then my dad came in and he's like, did you pick any camp? And then I'm like, yes, I need to do this YouTube camp. And he's like, okay.
1: What's been your favorite part of camp so far?
2: Learning all these cool tips and being around people that want to be um, big YouTube stars.
1: Do you think they're super fun people to hang out with?
2: Yes. I wanted to do this camp so I could get my videos much better, you know? And I've always wanted to know how to make a gaming video. Maybe the gaming videos... Maybe. (laughs)
3: It's a cool challenge. It's a lot of fun.
2: Man, there's so many interesting things. It's really fun.
3: We've had a lot of laughs and and sweated a little bit along the way, but it's been good.
1: Okay, back on track. Look, of course Alex didn't get into this whole thing just to add to some YouTube epidemic.
3: It seems like this is the first generation that's going to be completely, you know, raised around YouTube. As a primary source of entertainment, even education, communication with other people, I feel like it has tremendous potential to connect people just like a social network, but but more like uh, you're actually creating something. And the cooler things that you create will gain traction. And it also gives people a voice to express who they are as humans. Like if they're into uh, cooking, they can make their own cooking show. It democratizes content distribution in a way that I think is really special for this generation that obviously we didn't have as much access to. I mean, it was hard pressed to get, you know, a video that I made like out to the world Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to happen before YouTube. So this is a beautiful thing. It gives everybody the opportunity to, you know, become an entertainer or an educator or politically involved. So there's so much good and there's so much trash. And it's like, if we could just be part of just nudging these kids a little bit towards the good, then I feel tremendously fulfilled by that.
1: So Alex knew teaching was how he would make that nudge in the right direction. Back when he first started out, Alex's teaching dreams were aspirational.
3: So I've been with Star Education for eight years now. Uh, I started as a rock star teacher, so teaching little kids how to play rock and roll. And um, you know, I've been a musician my whole life and I went to film school. And so uh, we didn't have a media arts department when I started. So I just came in teaching kids how to play rock and roll. It was a lot of fun. I didn't know at all what I was doing. Frankly, when I got here, I had a, a little kid, so I felt like I had some experience and I was very good with music, and And it just sounds like it's gonna be so easy. You're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be like School of Rock and Mr. Holland's Opus, and people are gonna be thanking me in their graduation speeches, and it's just gonna be awesome,
1: and I walked this in. was This was your day one assumption.
3: Yeah, oh, Was yeah.
1: that it was just gonna jump right to School of Rock and you were gonna change lives forever. Forever, forever.
3: <laughs> you know, there wasn't gonna be a dry eye in the room and the whole thing. But reality was a bit more, well, reality. And I walked into my first class and it was eight first grade girls. And immediately I was like, oh, this is going to be really fun, you guys. Okay, come in and have a seat. They all ran in, jumped on top of chairs and started screaming and laughing in my face. And I was like, oh, I better get a strategy here because this is, I got owned, completely owned by these first grade girls. And I
1: remember- Did they coordinate or did they, it was just like uh, animals in the jungle and you were the weakest one?
3: Yeah, I was basically uh, surrounded, and <laughs> and I was uh, I was food. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a humbling moment, and I learned a lot from you know just by
1: that experience alone. Eventually, Alex got better at the whole Jack Black rock god thing, and as the Lords of Light say, first comes rock, <laughs> then comes video. You know, but
3: we learn as we go along, and I learned very quickly because. Nothing's more uh, humbling than that experience. And um, I taught Rockstar for a number of years. And then, uh, and then I was like, well, we have Rockstar. We should have Movie Star. And I pitched it to our executive director, Katya. She's like, great, let's do it. Because she's really interested in just making things happen for kids that aren't happening elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we developed the uh, media arts department where we do animation and stuff like that. And that's where the YouTube camp is sort of born out
1: of. But to teach a kid you sometimes need to think like one. Cue up research phase.
4: Research phase.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what about, like, what was you doing research for the program like? Were you just drilling through videos, clicking on everything? Were you asking kids what they're watching? Like, what did you do to get ready?
3: Well, it was a mortifying experience at first because I was just let the algorithm, I, I looked at whatever was trending, so I found some really top YouTubers and watched a bunch of their stuff and learned a bunch of new uh, lingo, like, yeet! <laughs> so I asked my son, I asked some other kids, and then I just started watching stuff.
1: But after some quick digging, Alex found an inside look into kids' online lives and learned the issues with algorithms. Because there's so much data, which is really interesting. I mean, you can find
3: out, like, oh, girls from six to this age watch unboxing videos. Hmm. And then... You know from a parent's perspective um you know we have to be we have to have this conversation like how do i get uh, my kid to be you know not just passively like raised by an algorithm because that's what happens i mean if you have like a harvard professor speaking about the history of the united states like you know howard's in or somebody that's smart and then you have a guy getting hit in the head with watermelons it's just natural selection. People are going to enjoy the, getting bonked in the head with watermelons, and then the algorithm sees that, and it just starts feeding you those videos. And the Harvard professor has like two views and a bunch of thumbs down. Yeah, And the, the guy getting bonked in the head with watermelons is getting millions of views, right? So this is, this is what's, you know, the kids are watching. And this is great and hilarious and fun, but it's also a little bit concerning. So we wanted to, and I was just asking myself as a parent, what can I do?
1: I sneak into one of the classes. Okay, sneak is a relative term.
3: How many likes do we have?
1: Oh, I'm sort of a giant in this room full of seated children. What's on the docket today? Who can raise their hand and tell me what framing is? That's right, how to frame a shot. A skill that carries over from video to photography to painting to really pretty much anything. But what about the scary things, like internet safety?
3: absolutely but we make it sneaky so the kids don't think that they're getting like a you know lesson in in being responsible because that's not as fun but that is definitely the undercurrent of all of it that they're having a fun and doing hilarious stuff all the stuff but with no trolling and then we also we just talk to them about making sure that they have the conversation with their parents before they upload anything so we don't upload anything it's all on an iCloud. We share that iCloud with the parents, and then they, and we show them how to build their own YouTube channel, and then they can do it if they want, or they can wait five years if they want. But the parents ultimately get to have that decision, and then they know how to make something that's good before they start doing it, so it's not just a kid in their bedroom yammering about their video games. My son's made a couple of those, and they're like, 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. 45 minutes. Wow. I love you.
5: I mean, I <laughs> love you, but <laughs> 45 minutes, the YouTube content is short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
1: Now I know it might sound about as sneaky as a five foot ten man carrying recording equipment tiptoeing into a classroom full of seated children, but Alex is right. Every activity at camp works in all sorts of valuable skills. Today in this classroom, that's framing, but the skills these little digital natives need aren't always so innocent. Existing on YouTube can often mean dealing with some dark corners. It's a platform that can all too quickly spiral into serious privacy issues, trolling, and misguided algorithms. So I talked with campers, I met with Alex,
4: but there's a third piece still missing.
6: My name is Carrie Stett.
4: Key Stoller.
6: I'm a commercial director here in Los Angeles.
4: I'm a salesperson for social media analytics, actually.
6: My child's name is Sienna.
4: Morgan. That's right. What do the
1: parents think about all this? I mean, ultimately, they're the ones sending the kiddos off in the morning to this place.
6: Well, she has been wanting to start her own YouTube channels. We've, we sort of signed her up and we've sort of started at home. And when we saw this listed on the star list of classes, she was like all in.
4: You know, it's just something fun for her to do and I think it helps keep her creative and hopefully this will give her some tips on how to make a more exciting and interesting channel.
6: You know, I have mixed feelings about her being on YouTube. I mean, honestly like her putting herself out there um, and I think we looked at like disabling the comments and doing some things to, you know, just make sure that she's safe online.
4: That's what their whole generation is doing is making videos be it on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever. So I'm not going to shun her from doing those things that her friends are going to end up doing anyway. So she could do it better.
1: Do you hope Hope that she one day becomes like a YouTube star.
6: No.
4: (laughs) Do I expect her to become a YouTube star? Probably not. Do you hope she becomes a
6: YouTube star? <laughs> Do I
4: hope so? Pro- probably not also. <laughs>
6: I've worked with YouTube stars and uh, th- they're they're awesome. I think, you know, it's hard to be a YouTube star. It's really a lot of work. And I think that's what people underestimate.
4: We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens on Friday when her videos come back to us. And if they're fun and interesting and worth, you know, throwing up on YouTube.
6: <laughs> I hope that she is able to express herself creatively. And, and whatever happens with that is good for me. Good. Yeah. Good.
1: Before we sit in on some of these future YouTube stars recording videos, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Roll the mid roll.
7: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care.
1: In the room next door from the photography lesson earlier is a completely different world.
2: No, remember you're supposed to press the share okay,
1: There's booths with ring lights fixed around stand-mounted iPads where desk once were. There's pockets of campers, some recording, some adjusting gear, some setting up the next round of video games.
3: These are like our like influencer stations. We have like idea areas and we just sort of break it up into different zones.
1: It's chaotic. Sure, it's kids but there's also this creative fervor in the room. Yeah, I know, that's being a bit dramatic, but it's really the only way I could describe how it feels to walk that room. So it really is the new playground. I
3: mean, they're not just hanging out in the street playing stickball like the old generation or riding their, you know, it's not Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, it's... BMX bikes down to the old junkyard. I mean, it didn't take long for me to want to hop into one of those booths and record some YouTube videos. I didn't. Uh, Don't worry. It's exciting so, to see him actually
3: creating things well, for
2: This place
1: for kids could just be weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, <exactly>. just, <laughs> I, just let me do it.
1: But a feeling that takes even shorter to realize is that YouTube Camp is not your grandmother's, not even your mother's summer camp. You know what? Let's just gather around the fire and listen to a quick yarn from back in Alex's time.
3: So, my first camp experiences I believe were Boy Scout camps and those were fun but there was this thing where you could do this extra credit thing in the Boy Scout camp where they blindfolded me and walked me out into the woods with all these candles and it was like some sort of confirmation of your moral character but I was I was like this is really weird <laughs> and no cell phones I was like I want my mom <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and honestly it was a beautiful experience for some yeah for me I was like oh god no So, you know, no offense to those who went through that and had a lovely experience. I just was like, this is too weird for me, you know.
1: So so that bizarre, like, slightly... Indoctrination. Yeah, like, indoctrination undertones to it. Do you have any indoctrination undertones going in the YouTube camp? Oh, totally. That's all we're doing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That is weird. That is real weird. The blindfold freaked me out. Yeah, I don't think
1: I would have liked that at all.
3: Luckily, camps changed. I think camp now uh, is more specialized. I think parents want to see their kids learning skills. And kids are more capable than we thought. Like, having them spend, like, two hours tying knots, that's not it anymore. Like, they want (laughs) to code their own robot. You know, they want to, like, make their own YouTube channel. They want to do their, you know, they want to play in a band and go to a recording studio. And so that's the kind of stuff we do. And it makes it more fun for us that are running the camps, too, because we get to do cooler stuff. I used to write scripts when I was a kid, and of course the equipment was a little harder to come by when I was younger, Um, wasn't so uh, easy to attain, but it's cool to be able to do that and and to be able to offer that to kids these days and give them a little bit of a leg up. You know, I would have loved to do this sort of stuff, you know, and I get to build the camps that I wish I could have taken as a kid.
1: Times have changed, Bob
5: Dylan. Just keep that stone rolling. Well, you know, I think the world is different um, than when it was when I was a kid. You could start at a, a later age and still be fine. But nowadays, you, get, you want your kids and parents want their kids to get the earliest start possible. And so STAR gives that, uh, gives that advantage for your kinder to learn about these different skills um, or your first grader to become a rock star and play at the House of Blues. This is the opportunity you gain by being a STAR student, and that's why we have so many parents that love us. That's Sir Robinson. My name is Sir Robinson. I am co-director of camps at Star Education. Star has 40, approximately 40 camps that we run every year across LA, and we have 400 camps total. Approximately 2,000 children come through our camps throughout the year, um, and we are by far the largest in the state, I believe.
1: Sir is gonna list off a bunch of different camps. Fair warning, but think about what's not in this list. Okay, run the
5: quick cuts. Alice in Wonderland, hip hop themed camp, martial yoga, gymnastics, beanbag toss, frisbee, Minecraft, robotics, and soccer, rock star, and i see. I'm gonna leave some out. Um, noise Lab, basketball, culinary arts, language camps, STEAM based, so science, technology, engineering, art, math. Basically, if it's something kids are interested in, yeah, there's a Star Camp for that. That's really what we look for. We look for this perfect fit um, between what the kids are into and what the parents will accept and what fits for a Star. But Sir's favorite of the whole lot this year? Oh, by far my favorite this year is YouTube. It's just been an amazing ride for us to see it um, grow in popularity. And when it comes to this evolution
1: in summer camps, CERN knows it's not only time that plays a factor.
5: I think that there's a realization and there's a need for parents to have their kids learn a real skill set. Gone are the days where you'll send your kid to whatever camp and just do whatever. It's no problem. You know, let's go have some fun. Parents, they're looking for unusual camps for their children to be a part of um, so that they can, their kids can get a head start. This is what it's really about. I want my kid to be the best kid possible as early as possible. And the more the different activities that they do at this age, the more likely they will find something that really sticks with them that they can learn and grow with. Not to mention, if you start your YouTube channel at, you know, one or third grade, or whatever the case may be, by the time you're 16 or 18 or 20, you're way ahead of the game. You get a tons of subscribers. And, and for some parents, like, that is an option. Maybe this might work for you. Let's go, you know, let's work together. Let's get your channel started, started, and let's see what happens. And that is another part of it. Parents just aren't sure where this is all going. I don't think anyone knows where this is all going, but they want to make sure their kids are ready for that ride. I
1: talked with Sir for about an hour, and it's one of the first things he said to me while we were still getting levels ready. That sort of put into words what I was seeing throughout the day at camp, but couldn't quite pin down myself. For sure, this whole thing, managing the camps, coming up with new programs, it's all very personal for him.
5: You know, Star does a lot of good, and as somebody who wants to do good in the world, um, it was uh, attractive for me to, to work with this many kids and to make an impact um, across LA and across the world. My, my daughter's two. And seven months, and yes, she uses YouTube like everyone else, and it drives me nuts because I don't know how she even figured out that that little button meant YouTube, but you better believe she watches her little things on YouTube, and they're like color things, and me and my wife had to find a happy medium there. So when Alex said, hey, we wanna do YouTube camp, the answer was, yep, 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 that's right, that's exactly it, you're right, that's where it's going. And because we are so embedded in Los Angeles and into the system, it's easy for us to get these great ideas, but more importantly, we are always looking for the next cool camp. Um, And we have them up our sleeve at all times. It's easy to make
1: sweeping generalizations about kids today. Maybe it's that they've never known a world without the internet. Maybe it's just age acting wiser than it should. Sure, there's polls and studies that say it, but there's a chart for everything if you want it bad enough. But the evidence shakes it out to be that kids. They want to be YouTube stars.
3: I wanted to start that conversation with my own son and also with other kids. And also, you know, it just seemed like fun thing to do. You know, I wanted to learn about it. And one of the cool things we get to do here at star is we get to kind of explore whatever new is going on. And there was a poll of kids. uh, I think about five to 17 was the age range and they're asking what their careers are going to be. You know, what's their ideal career, you know, astronaut, lawyer, NFL star, professional YouTuber was 67%. And like the next one was like movie star and it was down to like 21%. So the, out of all YouTube the, beat movie star? Yeah, by like a, or almost an order of magnitude. It was so surprising to me. An astronaut wasn't even on there. Um, NFL star wasn't even on there. It was like 2%. So all these like really big pie in the sky careers that I used to
1: want to do, everybody's just sort of wants to be a YouTube star. But that doesn't mean every kid. It doesn't even mean every kid in camp. Take Sienna and Morgan, for instance.
2: I want to try to be more better at making YouTube videos like than I am actually right now. Like I want to really improve. I want to grow up to be like my mom. She like takes care of um, soccer plays and I want to be a famous soccer player. I do really like singing. So maybe a singer or I really love animals. So, um, like a a vet or someone at the zoo or taking care of animals, like at a pet shelter, maybe?
1: What was your favorite part?
2: Uh, playing the game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Still sounds like kids to me. What do you hope that kids get out of this camp at the very end?
3: I hope that they've found their own voice and that they've learned how to do stuff on their own so that they can take their devices that they always want to play with and they start actually creating. We need people to be creating cool stuff. Otherwise, it's just going to be fail videos forever. And uh, I don't know what that says about where our society
1: is heading, but uh, it's probably not going to be helpful. And Alex will be the first to tell you he's not an expert. But as someone who's put in hours after hours of research, curriculum planning teaching and so much more he does have one piece of advice for all you parents out there and while I may not be one I might turn the volume up a little bit here if I were and for parents who aren't near a star camp aren't near a YouTube program what would you recommend to them well the first thing that I did
3: as a parent is I started and this is hard but I started watching YouTube with him with my son Participate in the viewing habits. It is, It will make you cringe, it will mortify you, you'll be baffled, you'll wonder what is going on here, but you will learn a lot. And I do recommend that parents get involved in the, in the media that their kids are consuming, not in a judgmental way or anything like that, but just see what they're into. And it'll tell you a lot about your kid and what's going on today. Knowing what we're up against, it's a difficult journey, but um, I think we're doing a pretty good job.
1: Today's episode was written and produced by the lovely Matthew Brown and music from Tyler Litwin. We'd like to thank everyone at Star Camps for letting us relive our childhoods and spend the day at summer camp. If you'd like to see behind the scenes photos, or I don't know, recommend someone to be on the show, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Weird Work, or email us at hello at weirdworkpodcast.com. As always, I'm Sam Balter, and smash that subscribe button now!
0: (laughs) My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly.